Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the 313 Sports Podcast. Uh, we haven't been on in a while, it's been it's been a bit since we recorded our last oh, yeah. episode. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. A couple um, of weeks. I think it was more than that, I think it might even be a month or a month and a half, but you know, there hasn't really been anything to talk about sports-wise, so, um, but now, you know, with the restarting of the... NFL, training camp opening up, hopefully soon. MLB is back in full swing, no pun intended. Um, NHL, NBA, um, all, you know, all returning in various forms, bubbles, shapes, sizes, cutouts of, cutouts of fans, etc. Um, so I guess let's let's jump right in. And I guess let's start things off, I guess, with the NHL. Um, yes, let's please. Yeah, I know. I know Ben has some uh, scalding hot takes about the uh, NHL and the draft lottery and everything that that entailed. But um, you know, the draft lottery was horrible about a month ago. I would say maybe even less. Oh, I thought you were talking about how um, good or bad it was. Well, I mean, <laughs> with that too. But it was about a month ago, um, and you know, as soon as Bill Daly sauntered out with his you know bright gray suit and eight cards or whatever it was instead of seven you knew something was up um, no yeah because i think it was if if they start off with pick seven that means no placeholder team won and by placeholder team i mean a team that's gonna lose in the playoff not playoff first round so and and that's where i think that's Stupidest to me that ever. was the dumbest part of the nhl lottery is you know if you're having this quote-unquote playoff then those teams shouldn't qualify for the lottery yeah Bow, but they're not, they're, not, they're not calling it the playoffs. They're calling it the play-in round. Although the statistics count for the playoffs. And, yeah. And, I, they, they, and they, made it, they made it, you know, needlessly more complicated than it had to be. But, you know, to me, the dumbest thing is, because you know what's going to happen. You know, when the playoffs, yeah. when the play-in round is over in a month or a month and a half or yeah, whatever when, it is. When the Chicago's, the Montreal's. A Chicago or yeah. a Pittsburgh that gets that first pick and they're going to get Lafreniere. And if it's if, not Pittsburgh, it's Edmonton or. If I would if I would have money to bet gun to my head, Montreal is going to get the first overall pick. The NHL is going to bring the French kid home, and that'll yep. be that. And as stupid as that sounds, you know we've seen weirder. And I'm a big you know I'm not generally a conspiracy theorist. You know, uh, per se, but you know, when it comes to sports and just the amount of money that floats around, there's no way that you know yeah. some conspiracies aren't true. Whether it's you know that the refs were paid off to a certain extent by the NFL to make uh, favorable calls for the Cowboys see the 2014 playoffs. Uh, whether you see the the head of officiating off of Jerry Jones' oh, yeah. party bus, yeah, what's his name, Dean Blandino, partying it up on the uh, AT and T party bus. Oh man, good times. But um, how, how does a team that has 17 wins, 49 losses, and 5 overtime losses with a 122 negative goal differential the get the fourth is, overall pick? It's the, for everyone. It's the Edmonton had, what, what was it, three, four straight first-round first picks? And they only got yeah. really one good player. Oh, they got Taylor Hall, who they, they traded. Who they traded for? They got Nailia Kupov, who was a huge bust, capital yeah. Y, huge. 
And they have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's a decent player. He's high, but he's, he's not like, He's not a first overall pick, He's not pick, Crosby. Though. He's not McDavid. And, and, then you got McDa- and then they got McDavid in the last one they won. They call him an Edmonton Connor McJesus. Yeah. Um, but, you know. And, and you, hear, you hear people saying, oh, well, the Red Wings tank. This is what they deserve. The lottery is meant to prevent tanking. But I don't think they, they tanked. Didn't they tank. were legitimately awful. Why, That's the why, thing. Let's, let's look at Steve Eisenman's moves and say, why would he trade a, a pretty good defensive prospect for... Brandon Perlini, who was brought in to score goals, and I think he scored one goal the whole season. Well, they got Robbie Fabry, who was a decent Okay, player. yeah, but this these moves prove that they weren't trying to tank. If they wanted to tank, they wouldn't have tr- traded for Robbie Fabry and oh, Brandon Perlini. Oh, if they Perlini. really wanted to tank, you, you well, roll out Jimmy Howard for all 82 games, yeah. end up with a record of, you know, 10 and 72, 10, 71, and maybe one if you're lucky, and, and you know, and... and and good night, folks, and Godspeed. You know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you know, it, I think it's... And I think the NBA suffers from the same. I mean, in the NBA, it's a little worse because of Sam Hinkie and what he used to do with the 76ers. Yeah, definitely. Where he basically just gave a big, giant middle finger to everyone and said, I'm tanking, I'm getting the best picks, and... Well, really, out of, out of all those picks, only two of them really panned out. Embiid and... But you know and- what? At this point, Simmons. and I don't know, I mean, we're kind of going a little bit off topic here, you know, with the NBA, because... You know, we're kind of focusing on hockey right now, but if if you know if the Pistons tomorrow would do the same thing that Sam Hinkie did, and I remember the famous interview that Stan Van Gundy had with Mike Valenti, where he said, "Hey, what do they have to show for it?" And Valenti told them back, you know, hey, they're closer to an NBA championship than you guys ever are, and Stan Van Gundy never visited the halls of '97-1 again. Uh, uh, yes. But at least like every other general manager in this city, right? But at least there was a certain direction to the franchise. The Pistons, right now, they're not openly tanking. I mean, they did towards the end of the season. I yeah. have to give them credit. But until that point, until they traded Andre, it was, well, we're trying for the eighth seed. Well, your guys are going to be blown out by Milwaukee or Toronto or yeah. or Boston in the first round. Whoever gets the I mean, this year it's Milwaukee. But your guys are going to be blown out by Milwaukee. So what's the point? Yep. Like I, 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 I'd rather personally. I'm a. I'm not like the world's biggest proponent of tanking, but if the choice is tanking or mediocrity, to me, the, you know, it's always tanking. Yeah. If the choice is tanking. It, no, well, again, it depends. The fourth it, seed. It, it depends where. It depends where. What what mediocrity means? If mediocrity means you have a bunch of young players, mediocrity and means you end and you end in 16 seed and not in 16. And you get the ninth, tenth seed. That's fine. So the if best- you're mediocrity with Blake Griffin's contract on the books, right. and however the, right. pi- that- the Pistons were two years ago or last year, then no, that's I'd much rather tanking than that. Right, and you know that's that's the argument. And I know going back to the NHL, Buffalo did it for you know the the Connor McDavid season. What was it? Twenty. 2014-15 whatever it was and they tanked and they tanked hard and they tanked without embarrassment and they still didn't get the first pick yeah. they ended up picking second they got Eichel nice cancellation mm. prize but he's not David so yep. I think the whole you know tanking not tanking the argument itself I understand and I you know and I and I hear the argument you know kind of both ways but um you know, but I'll, I'll say this about the the fourth overall pick, barring the fact that, I mean, Montreal just got gifted 
the best player in the draft, whatever, fine. Um, this is the best draft to have fourth overall in. Uh, where oh, it's an play, players draft. like Lucas Raymond, Cole Perfetti, Jamie Drysdale, Alex Holtz, and Rossi, Marco Rossi, you mostly don't know who any of them I don't are. Think, I think we lost but, half of our audience at this point. But all of them probably would have been first overall picks last year. Correct, but you still, I mean, Lafreniere yeah. seems like a Crosby. He seems like a yeah. David. He seems like a, what's his name, Matthews. He seems yeah, like one he, of those generational. He's a generational talent. And bad teams don't get good from good players. They get good from generational players. Right, you're not getting whatever. good from the, you know. Larkin and Mantha and Bertuzzi are all good also. They're good, but, but they're not generational. Yeah. Larkin is a great, great center. But not, yeah, put him on a, any playoff contender. He's a second uh, he's, line, he's, probably. He's a second, maybe first liner. De- depends who. Yeah, but he's a second or first line. He's, I mean, a, I think he, he's I mostly think, a second liner on most teams. Right. Mantha Bertuzzi, same thing. Yeah. But, you know, moving away from more depressing topics, I have to give the NHL an incredible amount of credit. Release the Kraken. Exactly. The Seattle Kraken, which is the new NHL team in Seattle, playing in the Climate Change Pledge Arena, sponsored by Amazon, sponsored by Jeff Bezos. Um, They are, in my opinion, the newest... I mean, obviously, they're the newest team in professional sports in in, in, in the USA. Who would have thought that NHL was going to be the second league to get to 32 teams? I'm just saying. Not, not me. But they've always been aggressive with expansion, the NHL. They, they That's haven't true. really shied away from it. But the Seattle Crank and their jerseys, the colors, the name. It's beautiful. Beautiful. If right now, gun to mm. my head, someone tells me you could, you know, you, you have to purchase a jersey that's not your team, I'm becoming a crackhead and I'm getting, by the way, that's a new team. I'm, I'm going to the crack ball to watch the crack it's, heads. No, it's the crack house to oh. watch the crack heads. <laughs> 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 Um, but you know, the, the, come on, the jerseys are beautiful. The logos are awesome. There's like yeah. the S is a tentacle. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, the, the, when I was talking to a few of my friends about it, I told them straight up that right now I would probably, I want to get a Seattle Kraken hat or a well, Seattle Kraken t-shirt or I, something. I would want to get a, whoever gets selected for, from the Red Wings and the expansion draft. That's what I'd, I'd get that Seattle jersey. So you're about to get yourself a Franz Nielsen Seattle Kraken good jersey. Luck, good luck. I wish. <laughs> Bro, um, um, but like, if you look also at the the main logo, it's like this stylish stylish S. It's light blue with dark blue and red for an for that for an eye. And there's like I'm, negative space making tentacles and stuff. I mean, come it's on, very it's, beautiful. It's, it's in my opinion, it's it's for sure one of my favorite. Logos in all of professional yeah. sports, and then there's the secondary logo, which is an anchor. But if you look closely, the 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 base, the top of the anchor is is the space Seattle needle. spike, the space needle. space needle, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's it's very nicely done, and I'm so happy it wasn't something like the sockeyes or something. What about the Seattle uh, bleep pigeons? Rain City bleep pigeons. Rain City bleep pigeons. That was on board. I mean. For if you look at the S logo, there's a little, there's a th- big there's, conspiracy. There's a conspiracy that you could see by the eye. It kind of looks like a pigeon. So conspir- that's the NHL. And, and the red eye is the wing of the pigeon. So rumor, rumor on the street is that's uh, that's the that's to say 
We couldn't name him that, but... Right. All right. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit to, again, Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks, I think it was uh, late Saturday night, I believe. Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Saturday Pulled night. off a blockbuster trade for Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal Adams, obviously, you know, the, the all-pro safety, played for the Jets, was very unhappy with Adam Gates, who, by the way, Adam Gates is like the I'm sorry. Grim Reaper for, for you know, good players on, on, on teams that he takes over. Whether it was Miami and he traded away half anyone who had a pulse and was decent on that team, or now the Jets, he's the Grim Reaper. Um, but... By the way, my favorite picture of Adam Gaze is the one in his uh, press conference with the Jets. Oh, where he, he looks like he just snorted an insane amount of cocaine? Yeah. That one, he's just... <laughs> just it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> but, and I kind of want to, you know, and I saw on Twitter a little bit last night that people were like, well, look what the Jets got for Jamal Adams, and look what... And, and the trade, for those who don't know, it's Bradley McDougald, who's a safety, two first-round picks, one in 2021, one in 2022, and a third-round pick. And everyone's like, well, why didn't the Lions get something similar for Darius Slay? I have some news for everyone. Darius Slay is Darius Slay, although a good cornerback, he is a not an all-pro. He's not 24 years old. I'm sorry. He's not 24. And he's not as good as Jamal Adams. I mean, Slay is... Jamal a top Adams 10 is, cornerback, but he's not top five anymore. Well, Jamal Adams is a top three safety. Mm-hmm. It's Jamal Adams. Um, in a little mind fart right now? Yeah, I'm, this is this is a little bit embarrassing, but... Uh, <laughs> man. Who were the all-pro safeties last year? Um, man. What is happening with my head right now? My brain just oh. not working. Well, oh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's maybe it. Those are the top. I mean, he's 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 Marcus. Oh, Tyron Matthew, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. Well, Marcus Peters is more of a cornerback, but you know the 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 you know he's he's a top five defensive back, cornerback, or safety. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore is the best cornerback in the NFL. Agree oh, or disagree? I disagree, but okay, whatever. That's for that's argument's the, sake. Yeah. And Jamal Adams is probably the best safety in that. Derwin NFL. James and Harrison Smith. I don't think Harrison Smith is as good as he's not nearly as good yeah. as. as I do on. think Harrison Smith is overrated though, but I he think is he's good. extremely overrated because he plays for a good defense. Yeah, and but Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah, the Chargers but, lucked out with him just dropping to nineteenth <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, so that's, I just wanted to kind of clear that up because there were so many people that were screaming about Darius Slay here. There's the difference. One is a top two, top three at his position. And the other one is maybe top 10. It's that, you know, it's, it's simple. And, you know, to all the people that say that, Hey, Jamal Adams has got a big mouth and it won't work out. And Darius Slay also has a big mouth. Forget about that. Seattle has experience with big mouths. That's true. Shady Lynch. Everybody well, take care of your chickens. <laughs> Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Richard Sherman. 
Cam Chance. It wasn't really a big mouth, but Earl Thomas, Cam Chance. I mean, that whole yeah. Legion of Boom was just chock full of personalities. And look, Slay is twenty nine. Jamal Adams is twenty four. Right. Jamal Adams is one of the best players in this position before entering his prime. Slay is past his prime. Exactly. Or on the edge of it, you know. Yep. It's uh, whatever it's, people. It's, it's not even an argument. It's a, it's the stupidest argument I've ever you know heard. Yeah. Um, but again, keeping with the NFL stuff, you know, over well, the weekend. Speaking of Darius Slay, he was number ninety-two in the NFL top one hundred this year. Yeah, just released right now, sixteen oh. minutes ago. Breaking news: nine forty-eight on a Sunday night. Last I, year I, he was eighty-six. So he dropped. Yeah. And there you go. Um, but you know, moving kind of continuing with the NFL over the weekend. Um, the NFL announced that um, that um, they you know they agreed to a to a CBA with you know adjustment with the NFLPA and kind of the biggest two things out of that was a no preseason and b this kind of weird special COVID IR rule that you could put someone on this COVID injury list. Bring up a practice squad player. They don't have to go on waivers. I mean, it's it's it makes no difference at this point. Yeah. But so uh, only players with COVID could go on the COVID IR. I mean, yeah. So so, but uh, maybe someone who was in contact. All of a sudden, whatever it all is. of a sudden, I don't know. Bill Belichick's putting a. Oh, you know Belichick is gonna, gonna some find know. some way to put Gil- Gilmore's gonna tear his ACL. He's gonna put him on the COVID IR, you know. Or I don't know. No, because I think it has to be a. The only way you could go on the COVID IR is if you have a COVID diagnosis or something to that effect. Belichick will fake the diagnosis, is yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. It's you know. Cam Newton broke his hip, as usual. Eh, he's got COVID. But just. One more blip before we move on to, you know, other things. Eric Ebron. Hey, everyone's quote-unquote favorite Detroit Lion who is no longer a Detroit Lion. Eric Ebron just popped off on Twitter again about, you know, this whole business of how Lions fans can't forget him and what. You know what the stupidest thing was? That Eric- he wasn't even mentioned in the tweet. He wasn't. He, he he was outright looking for something like that. Because you know why, in my opinion, Eric Ebron is a baby. Oh, really? Who really? Can, who can't get over the fact that he sucked in Detroit and that no one loved him. And he reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith's mm. father leaves. And Will Smith is sitting there crying on Uncle Phil's shoulder asking, how come he don't want me, man? That's Eric Ebron every day about the Lions. Well, Eric, you're probably not listening to the podcast, but... No, watch him start tweeting at us. <laughs> I don't mind. We'll get some free publicity, but... You know, Eric... Watch him, watch him just like... You, you're so upset is because, I'm sorry, you sucked in Detroit. Watch him have, like, bots listening to any media oh, coming, by the coming way, out of the Detroit. Oh, you know Eric Ebron is like the Kevin Durant of the NFL. He's for sure got burner accounts that yeah, he's definitely. following every Detroit sports media personality from Wojo to Mike Sullivan and up and down and all around and just looking for, you Even know, the fights. former 1051 members. Oh, yes. <laughs> R.I.P. 1051. That was all a good radio station. Um, but <laughs> anyhow, you know, moving on from that 
clown show. Um, the NBA starting up on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm excited. I know you're not kind of lukewarm about it. I the just, bubble drama. I just like sports to be back. Um, I'm excited, and I know there's bubble drama with Lou Williams and all these guys back and forth. Lou Williams going to clubs. And rappers coming into the rappers bubble. Rappers coming in. And masseuses Dwight, and all kinds of other goodies. Dwight Howard not wearing a mask. Just shut up. I, I can't take all this NBA right, stupid drama. I mean, it, it kind of got to the point where it's like a little bit like... It's like high school high school drama, yeah. like thirteen reasons why drama, but like in real life and more childish. Yeah. But Rondo complaining about his room when it's probably nicer than So I actually kinda wanted to touch I didn't want to touch on this because it's stupid, but now that you mention it I will. Just shut up. All yes. of all of them. Shut up. You're multimillionaires. Living in Disney World. They don't have to do five this. Five-star hotels. Yes, it's not the Plaza New York. And yes, it's not the Ritz-Carlton or the Athenium or uh, what's the one? The Townsend in downtown Birmingham. It's a it's it's a Disney Resort hotel. It's still nicer than the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Chill. You're fine. It, You're okay. You could relax. You'll yeah. survive. You know, people lost jobs because of COVID. People are unemployment. People got their work hours cut. Chill. Chill. Okay? Okay. Or, I, did, I did like G.R. Smith not having any bed sheets. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, but now, you know, Thursday was a magical day. Thursday night. First of all, we got to see Dr. Fauci completely. I mean, he, I mean, I don't know. He used to, I mean, people claim that he used to be a good basketball player. Clearly, maybe he was good at basketball. Baseball was clearly not a sport. I mean, dude missed home plate by like. A good six to seven feet. Uh, but, you know, MLB is back. It's fun. It's exciting. It's something to watch. It's 60 games. It's more condensed. Every game matters. Yep. I personally have been heavy into this. I have my own bone to pick with MLB TV's archaic blackout rules that I couldn't watch any of the games, even though I have MLB TV, uh, mm-hmm. which to me was dumb and stupid. But, you know, it's blackout rules and whatever. But, you know, one of the, uh, there's a few kind of things to unpack here. First of all, I want to kind of start off with the fake crowd noise that I've noticed around the MLB. So, Mm. I know the MLB wants it, you know, to be kind of real, you know, realistic and to have that authentic feeling. Stop it. I'll tell you this. Turn it off. It sucks. It's it's so bad. We all know there's no fans there. We all know the park maybe has 50, 60 people total in there. Press, um, players, bullpen dudes, and maybe some support staff. Stop mm-hmm. with the fan noise. It's this. so bad. I was watching a lot of soccer. Now, I know that's a hot term for all you. Some of you might switch it off, turn this off right now. But I was watching a lot of English soccer over the past weeks. Sadly, just were you sipping today. girl grade tea when you were drink- doing that? Yes, I was eating my crumpets too, but um, I was the crowd like they had options for crowd noise and no crowd noise. I usually went at first. I started with the crowd noise. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, whatever. And then I heard the no crowd noise. I'm like, this is so much better. You could hear like the players yelling. You could hear. It. It's just. It doesn't. It sounds more natural. It sounds more natural, right? That was my biggest problem because I'm like. Okay, you got all the fake fans in the stands, which is 
cool because you got like Chipper Jones in the stands and some dude paid for 50 identical pictures yeah. of himself. And Speaking of the cutouts, um, someone on the Brewers uh, hit his first home run this season yeah. and it hit a cardboard cutout of a dog. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> um, but yeah, the yeah, fake crowd noise stuff is, is, is stupid. And you know... We some of us. I mean, I know I did at least. I got kind of nervous in the beginning. Juan Soto, one of probably the MLB's, one of the MLB's, you know, bigger stars. I mean, he's an up and coming star for the Nationals. Yeah. Got you know got tested and tested positive for COVID right before the game was supposed to start. I was concerned that you know, hey, maybe it might cancel the it game. It might cancel. It might not happen because I'm still not convinced a hundred percent that all these leagues. Outside of maybe the NBA and the NHL because they're in their own bubble, I'm still not convinced the MLB is going to finish the season. I'm not convinced. Mm. Could be I'll be proven wrong. I hope I am. I want to see sports again. I want to okay. see, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I love to see sports again. I'm, you know, I'm a sports junkie. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's scary. And then you got guys like Anthony Rizzo, who I got to give him credit, has a little bottle of hand sanitizer. Someone reaches first. He's squirting stuff into their hands. It was that was uh, that was nice. that was fun to see. But you know, I kind of want to talk about the Tigers a little bit. Um, and there's you know a number of things to kind of get to here. So first of all, Tigers are off to a scorching hot start. Two and one. Two and one. CJ Cron already has a couple homers on the year. Maybe. Miguel Cabrera is and. Triple crown form with the home run. I mean, it's it's all Spencer Turnbull looking magical. Oh yes, like he was promised during spring training. Oh, for some I mean, reason. it was all. I'm 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 excited. I mean, I I think as stupid and as childish as it sounds, I think the Tigers actually might have a shot at winning some games. Because mm. I mean, especially with the MLB expanding playoffs to. I think 16, it's eight, eight six, teams, whatever, eight 16, teams per sixteen teams total. per league. You never know. You never know. You you kind of know what the Tigers. I mean, you kind of know what Jordy the Tigers. Mercer, but come on, you bring Grayson up Grayson I mean, Griner. I mean, you got you know. Obviously, it's three games in. Someone pumped the brakes. No, but. but- Going you know, back to CJ Cron is already on a tear. Cleanup hitter, first baseman. I mean, it's exciting. No, but going back to like you were saying, it is possible with this whole service time situation, right? Where so the basically to retain a year of the players not becoming free agents, like the rookies and stuff, they can't play. For the first, I think it's seven, six, seven, or eight to ten days. I don't know exact. It's like six to ten days. I don't remember the exact date, but they can't play for the first six to ten days of the season. Okay. And basically, in about a week from now, the Tigers could probably bring up Casey Mize for the rest of the season. Okay. They could bring up Riley Green. Ri- no, they're not going to bring up Riley Green. I think he, they he's might. a high school hitter. I don't. I don't think so. He had a pretty decent, you know. Yeah. That's true, but I mean, I don't. I just don't see them bringing Riley Green up. They could bring up Matt Manning. They could bring up possibly Tariq Skubal. Although Tork. he had uh, apparently he to quote Pacaputo, he's had controls. He had issues with controlling the ball. But I mean, what do I know about that? I just can. Can I just ask for one thing? Yeah. Can we get the torque? 
up in the majors mm. this year. Mm. I just want to see a couple of torques mm. head out of the park, and, and I'll be happy. He could be up here for two games, and, and I'll be good. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it would be fun to see. Torque. It's 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 and it's it's not a normal season. That's the thing. So something like this is unrealistic, and most likely it's not going to happen. And chances are, Tigers are going to pick top five again in the yeah, draft. Yeah, for sure. But if this was if there was a year the Tigers could sneak into the playoffs. This is the year. Yeah. Um, you bring up Mize, he gets hot. You bring up Manning, he gets hot. Exactly. Fulmer yeah. comes back, he Maybe becomes Daniel at Norris. least half of what he used to be. Right. Man, Daniel Norris, Matt Boyd, you know. And uh, to kind of finish things something. off, you know, right before we got on to record, some breaking news broke. Uh, former Tiger legend. And uh, cheater. Well, Yeah. <laughs> To an extent. <laughs> Although I'm not really sure. I'm still trying to figure out how much he had to do with it. But Justin Verlander, MVP, Cy Young winner, out for the remainder of the season, according to some reports. According to others, he's only shut down for a few weeks. With an elbow injury. Right. Elbow injury. Honestly, I was just waiting for it to happen. Because Verlander is, what, 38? 37. Verlander is 37. Yeah. And he's got a lot of innings on that arm, and he's never had any, you know, Tommy John issues, or he only had that core surgery one time. Three three hours ago, he tweeted out, the report that I'm currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. There is a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that with some rest, it will heal, and I'll be able to return soon. Thank you all for the well wishes. And you know what? He'll probably be fine, but who knows? But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Verlander's done some stuff where I, I, how I used to love him as a Tiger. I'm just like, whatever. I like him, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's done some questionable st- stuff, some tweets. Stuff he some, said. Some you things know. that he said, you know, whatever it is. But anyhow, um, you know... It's going to be a fun couple weeks coming up with all the sports. Stay tuned for a 313 Detroit podcast exclusive fantasy football preview. Maybe we'll do a little pick em for some of the games. Uh, we want to try to do this, this year a, kind of a weekly NFL podcast where we talk about you know the upcoming weeks. Hopefully. Picks against the spread. Um, maybe, you know, oh, some- I could bet now. On-air betting via FanDuel. You're not 21. You can't bet. I think you have to be 18. Whatever. Whatever. We'll figure, we'll figure it, it out. out. Uh, anyhow, everyone, thanks for listening. Don't tweet forget to tweet at us at 313SportsPod. Like us on Apple Pod, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Go to our website. Go to our website, 313SportsPod.com. And have a great night and see ya.